What's up, my Jasketballers? We are back live. It felt like a week without a Jazz game, and uh, I'm so excited to be back and with all of you again. We are watching greatness happen unfold in front of us with Walker Kessler. Um, I don't even think we've seen this. I, I know that it's a crazy game to say this, but I don't think we've seen what Kessler is fully capable of yet. I think we're just barely scratching the surface and I can't wait. I mean, he almost has a triple double tonight with block shots. He ends with seven block shots. He had four block shots uh, in the first quarter. I think there was four minutes left finishes with 17 points. Sorry, some Adobe thing just popped up. 17 points, 7 blocks, 14 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal. I mean, the dude's special. The dude is special. Shot 80% from the field. Uh, only missed 2 free throws. Shot It shows 33%, but Walker Kessler is amazing. Let's jump into this. I'm going to play you the new intro for the podcast. So, let's go, baby. Marketing goes for 28. Jordan Clarkson goes for 23. Conley goes for 19. Colin Sexton goes for 12. Malik Beasley goes for 14. Uh, Ochai hit some big shots. Where is he at? Six points, two big threes in uh, each corner. And we were talking a little bit in the chat today about how, you know, is Lowry number one? We need to get another star player. And my, my thing is, I, I hate the, the debate of a one, a number two, a number three. Why not just have a balanced attack? And tonight, you saw exactly what I was talking about. Uh, you know, we, we say we need a one option, a two option, a three. But what about just having different guys that are able to do things against different lineups? Um, we, we finished Ochai, well, basically, uh I think Coach played it perfectly with bringing in Clarkson. Uh, he needed a bucket, brought him in at the perfect time. The Raptors are a little bit smaller, playing quicker ball, and so Olenek didn't didn't get very many minutes. Oh, he did get 19, but it just felt like he was. Most of those came in the first half, so that's a lineup I'd really like to see more is the starting lineup with Olenek, Markinen, and um, Ochai more often uh sorry kessler lowry olenic and then ochai in mixed in there as well but um 
this game, I think it was fine on what we did because, you know, Olenek didn't make as much sense as putting Ochai out there. I, I love Ochai. I freaking love Ochai, man. He guarded Van Fleet tonight. He guarded uh, Ananobi. He gave Siakam fits. Uh, he's, he's the 3 and D guy that we've been talking about. So when you talk about we need a 1-2-3, like, do we already have it? To me, we already have it. And, and we haven't seen what it will be completely. Um, you've got Ochai in a 3 and D. You've got Lowry as a scorer and a big man, rebounder as well. And then Kessler, what what's to say he's not going to be the best center in the league in five years? Like, we've got, we've got three already. And then you throw in veterans like Mike Conley and Clarkson, Malik Beasley, Colin Sexton coming off the bench, Olenek. Uh, man, I'm excited for this team. And I know that the trade deadline's coming up, and a lot of us have been talking about different trades. I honestly can't wait for the trade deadline to be over. If we make a move, great. I think Danny's going to make the right move. Obviously, in every report that you read, he's not going to make a bad move for this team. But the one thing that I think is going to help whether we make a, a trade or not is these guys are going to get more bought in as the season goes on. Malik Beasley, for example, told Coach to post the, the standings. Like They want to know where they're at in the standings. I, I truly think this team believes that they can win a first round playoff game or a playoff series and uh especially if they're healthy if, if you were to get john collins and upgrade at that vanderbilt position uh, I, I would just love it um as far as the other side let's go over because raptors in are, are in a lot of talks right now as well for the trade deadline um, Scotty Barnes had 18. I mean, they're they're, they're pretty well rounded um, as far as their team. Siakam 21, Precious 13. I like Precious uh, as a backup center. I know he's their starting center, but that's a piece that I would like um, for us. Gary Trent, another person that's been in trade talks, scores 20. Van Fleet, man, he was on fire going down the stretch. Uh, scores 20, shot 42%, 3 for 4 from the three-point line. I I don't know that I would just say he would be a straight across for Conley. I don't even think the Raptors would do that because that's not what they're wanting. But Van Fleet as a point guard, I think, gives you a little bit more defensively. Um, he seems clutch, but Mike, Mike had that play where he goes down the court fast break i thought he was gonna shoot it and get fouled kind of pulls up pump fakes the guy runs by him it was a diamond play of the game and gets the and one and scores and uh he mike's a hard one for me because it's just is he gonna be able to make it all the way till the playoffs and be healthy once we get to that point um, Coloco, their big guy. I know that we've had a few uh, people say in our <laughs> chat that Coloco is better than Kessler. I think that was proven tonight who's the better center. I, there's people even saying that Kessler needs to be in the All-Star game. I don't think that's going to happen. But, I mean, he's, he's in the Rising Star game, which is cool. We've got another Utah guy 
participating in All-Star Weekend. Chris Boucher has 16. So, like, these guys are... I don't even know what they're missing. Like, really a big guy. Precious is their big guy. Um, but, th yeah, th they're just sitting in the middle of the pack here, too. Um, we've got Dallas next, which... If we can finish these next two home games and, and get a win, I think we have a chance at, at shooting up in the standings. Uh, Coach is on right now, so I'm going to pass the mic over to him, and then I'll, I will pass the mic to you guys waiting here on Twitter because I know I know you guys are, are just anxious. Rebounds. Um, they had 15 offensive rebounds at half, and I think we had 11 turnovers at halftime. So the emphasis in the second half was the same as it was to start the game, which is maintain our space make early decisions, don't over-dribble um, so that we can take care of the ball and then rebound as a team. Um, a little bit better job on the glass in the second half, but a much better job taking care of the ball in the second half, which I think helped us. Um, you know, I think our, our initial defense was good a lot of the time and forced a lot of missed shots. Um, we weren't able to come up with as many defensive rebounds as we would like, but overall, I thought that our initial physicality in the game was great, and I think that's what helped us kind of maintain, um, you know, our our mindset and our aggressiveness throughout the game. Uh, we matched their physicality initially. Some rebounds, I'd probably say half of them are bounces that you know a long miss or it hits the pad on the backboard or walker blocked it off the backboard and they're hard to come up with and half of them we need to do a much better job as a team being physical while the ball's in the air that's not a team that we can collectively just jump with and try to gather the ball in the air we have to do a better job being physical while the ball is in flight um to try to get some position but overall you know a good team win against a hard uh you know a hard playing really physical team we had six guys in double figures again which i think you know, those nights for me are always good indicators um, when we have that many guys in double figures that a lot of people are involved in the game, and that's how we want to play. How do you feel about the execution offensively the last three to five minutes? Gosh, it was great. Almost every time down and got a lot of baskets. Yeah, the guys executed well, and then it's it's always helpful when they make the shots. Um, but, Questions you know, Jordan are so made a big dumb three. from I the media. Our ball movement was was tremendous. I think my favorite possession of the game may have been the Lowry corner three um, around the four-minute mark right before we subbed Mike and Jordan back in. Just the multiple drives and maintaining our space, playing with quick decisions against their defense was great. But, you know, Mike has been, has been such a steadying force for us late in games. Um, he and I have developed a, a very good communication about what we would like to do, and he does a good job of communicating that to the team and getting them organized. And um, his decision making continues to be great late in games. So that's all we can ask for. Some nights you make the shots, and some nights you don't. But um, obviously, we love when we when we make them. But it's more to me about the communication, the cohesion of the group, and then you know that leads to the good execution. And I think if we can just maintain focus on that, um, we'll give ourselves a chance in what seems to be a season of close games. Blockers, seven blocks, obviously stands out, but also, you know, contested so many more throughout the game. How do you think he gets in position? The coach is a heavy breather, man. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very quick off the floor um, late, if that makes sense. Like, he doesn't just give himself up early. Um, he's able to close a lot of space, you know, with his last step and his length. Um, 
you know, the having five blocks in the first quarter, you know, his activity, it just, it sparks the whole team. Um, and, it, you know, when you have a guy like that protecting the rim, the biggest thing it does is for our perimeter defenders is it frees you up. You feel like you can play more aggressively on the ball because you know that if you do make a mistake, you have somebody behind you who's, you know, cleaning up a lot of those messes. So, um, he's given our team a whole different level of confidence on that end. Um, just with the way that he protects the basket over and over again. You know, I'm, I'm glad you made the point that it, it's not just the seven blocks. Like, we could probably find 10, 15 other shots that he alters or that guys don't even take. Like, he's starting now to get the reputation around the league where guys see him and they sort of veer off and go the other way. Um, so he's he's been huge for us. I think his, his growth, his confidence... Um, has has been something that we're really proud of as a group. Um, he definitely is kind of feeling like he belongs, and, and he's somebody that's anchoring our defense right now. So um, he knows that every night's not going to be seven blocks, but uh, his activity remains consistent every night. How much do you see them change the, how they attack after a guy gets five blocks in a quarter? Yeah, it's, it's more... Their, their decisions around the basket become more cautious, for sure. Um, and that's where I think we can keep doing a better job of, you know, getting there for the dump-off pass. <laughs> some water, too. Out to three-point shooters <laughs> once teams start to get that feeling of maybe I'm not going to challenge Walker at the rim over and over again. Um, but I think it's, it, it's those areas as well as when teams shoot over Walker, you know, they, sometimes they alter their shot so much just to make sure he doesn't block it. But the other guys have to do a better job of, of blocking out, you know, the roller um, and getting those rebounds because Walker, it's, it's hard to do both. You can't go contest every shot and get all the rebounds. So, um, you know, he's definitely getting a reputation now. I'm seeing more teams, more guards, giving him respect around the basket and maybe doing that sort of Nash dribble back out along the baseline um, and not just contesting him over and over again. But, um, you know, seven blocks, they must have contested him some. Joined by Big T Throw Bailey, and uh, you're listening to the coach talking about Walker Kessler. Tyson Ewing does our stats downstairs, helps you guys out. He sent this up to all of us and uh, talking about Walker Break Kessler. You already mentioned the seven plus, you know, games with seven plus, the only player in the NBA to have two games this year with seven or more blocks. But also this stat, he's just the second rookie since Yao Ming in 02 to have back-to-back -back double doubles with five or more blocks in those games. Wow, those are some crazy stats. My uh, stream's going a little bit wonky here. But, um, yeah, to be the only player in the NBA with seven-plus blocks in two games, pretty incredible, especially with the caliber of, of players and defensive players. I mean, Rudy Gobert... He's not even in that that conversation anymore. It's just crazy to me. But uh, Dallin, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the mic over to you, the handy dandy co-host. If you're on YouTube, he's the one with the sheriff hat on. Uh, we all went to a game and dressed up in the yellow jerseys, and uh, we call him Sheriff Kessler. So, Dallin, passing the mic to you, and then I'm gonna let you pick the next speaker as well. Okay, sounds good. Um, it just. Obviously, big surprise night by Kessler, and um, I just 
despite the way that um, Colin Sexton's been playing lately, Ochai, uh, just a good gutted out team win tonight. Um, yeah, I, I, not much to say. I mean, if I think of more, I'll let the next person talk. I think Armani was next, and then we go to... Dallin's so uh, humble. He's like Walker Kessler, so it fits him perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Armani, go ahead, man. Man, uh, the the impact that Walker Kessler has on a game is insurmountable. Um, the fact that the Raptors had, they shot, I don't know, maybe like almost 30 more shots than us. And we still had a you know a, a decent a decent win. We could have won a little by a little bit further, but the impact that he has had on the court while he's on the court, it's 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 hard to um to gain that just just for that to be there. Um, I, I like the game. I, I like this was a this was an all around team um, balanced win. Um, I I like the minutes that Old Child had got. Um, he he play, he's played decent defense. And um, he he hit some two 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 important threes that we needed, so that was good. That was good to see. Um, I just feel like the one thing that we're missing is an extra an extra shot blocker because I, I do believe that 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 Lowry is a decent is a very good rim protector, but that's not a, that's not necessarily he's not a deterrent, right? And so people will attack him a little bit more. He's a little bit foul. He's like a little bit foul prone, especially when he's being taken off. Took a north and um he has to um turn his hips. Um I, I feel like if we had one more rim protector just to um uh, in some in some situations be on the court with Lowry when um when Kessler's not on the court and if if Kessler and the other shot blocker and Lowry's on the court as well, it could it, it would look so much better um defensively. Yeah, th- there was multiple times where like you know you could tell Kessler affected the shot maybe even multiple times in one possession and we weren't able to come up with with the rebound and i noticed he started to um try to get like a a second bounce like go for the block and then immediately try and get the rebound but i think our other guys have have like got to realize that and anticipate it when kessler's gonna go over for a block like these other guys got to box out and rebound so I think that's kind of what you're referring to as far as yeah like, we're 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 we're, kind of, we're not a physical team and I feel like personally me I feel like we need a a, a four man rather yeah. than rather he be a starter or a bench player I really don't care but I think we need a John more Collins. physical yeah you yeah. know like a John Collins but I feel like we need a physical rebounding you know somebody and somebody who can you know who's a kind of a shot blocking threat I feel like we need that. Yeah, I, th- I think the John Collins trade is starting to make more and more sense as we see the health of this team come together and kind of their uh, chemistry, I guess you could say, is building. The ball movement tonight was fantastic. And what, bud? Hang on, my son's here. No, can you go back upstairs? Go drink some chocolate milk. I'll be up there in a sec. <laughs> Um, the the ball movement was fantastic tonight, and there was a point, there was one possession where it kind of stuck on Jordan. He took a shot, a three-point shot. wasn't necessarily a bad shot, but there was a better shot in the corner. I think Olenek was sitting there, and I just had the thought, man, that that's, that's what Ochai brings um, is, is the ball movement. He's unselfish. And I don't, I don't necessarily think Jordan's selfish. I don't think it was a bad shot, but 
if you can keep the the defense off balance and them not knowing who's going to shoot, that's way harder to guard. And, and sometimes Clarkson becomes too predictable with his shots. Like they know he's going to shoot or not pass it. Um, I, I would love to see Ochai running with Conley and Olenek in. Uh, I don't think we've ran that lineup yet, but um, I, I would love to see Clarkson be more of like a six man. I think he would be more efficient and effective against second units with his scoring and his style. And then I'm not even opposed to him finishing the game because I think he he's clutch like that and can, can hit shots. But uh, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm on fire. I, I want to, before we go to the next speaker, want to remind you guys, we are giving these Simone Fontecchio posters away. Uh, you have to be subscribed on YouTube. So if you're not yet, go subscribe. I'm going to give probably three of these away um, tonight. And then I've got a bunch of stuff coming up for All-Star Weekend. I'm going to give this original hat away. Uh, this is the hat from 1993 All-Star Weekend in Utah. I've got this signed Lowry uh poster as well that will be given away all-star weekend and honestly the best way i found is you just got to subscribe to the channel i may change it um to commenting on set certain videos but as for now I i've put all the the youtube subscribers into a wheel which we're gonna do towards the end of the show and uh some of you guys are subscribed on youtube but you're you're i can't see it I don't know what the setting is because uh, we have 140-something subscribers, but I've only got like 34 of you in the wheel because I can't see your profile. So if you want to be entered into these contests, make sure that your settings are, are right on, on YouTube. Um, down and, on, uh, we just go next to the Jizzy B and then uh, Calvin and then uh, Caraboga. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Jizzy B. And ex please explain what you just posted at the top with uh, Walker Kessler and his beard. That's, a, that's an elite <laughs> meme. You don't like that? Dude, Only if he only grew that out, he'd be so much more intimidating. <laughs> I, I feel um, like he'd have the Stephen Adams effect. Hey, can you, beard, sh so. can you message that? Is that in the group message? Or is he that looks on like Mark Eaton. I want to show that yeah, one. I'll send it to you. Yeah, he does look like Warren Eaton. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, all I, I do like the goatee one though. One's more. Sick. A lot of a lot of these a lot of these teams counted us out, and a lot of these, um, you know, a lot of these trade ideas are for a lot of these players on these teams that we just keep beating, and I'm cool with where we're at. And that's yeah. all I gotta say about that, man. Yeah, I, we're in I, a beautiful spot. I think I think we're in a really good spot. It was almost like I don't want a trade to happen because I want to see what this group can do. Really, the only one that I would love to trade—well, maybe two—is Vando and Rudy Gay. Um, I'd be okay keeping Vando as long as he just doesn't play another minute. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I like Vando, but it's just like, um, in certain, he, he needs to be in the game in certain spurs, and I can't tell you what those spurs are, 
but he needs to be in the game. He has time. I can. Garbage time. He has, talent, time. He has, he has also, but I, just, I, I do like him grabbing a rebound and being able to dribble. Yeah, but once he but once he gets past half court with the dribble, right? Yeah, issue. just give it up yeah. because he doesn't pass the ball. He goes deep right. into the free throw line, almost fumble on his feet, throw an errant pass that doesn't like it's. Uh. Yeah, he had a few good plays tonight where I was like, okay, maybe I'm being too hard, and then I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. Brings it back down to earth. Yeah, he's a he's a strong rotational player, too, man. Lowry fumbles that boss so many Oh, no, 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 he does, he does, he does, he does. <laughs> what do you think, Calvin? <laughs> Calvin's I mean, uh, here? I, I, I've been waiting for Vanderbilt to not even be in a rotation. I mean, he has, I mean, they don't guard him, so. Yes. I, I know, he, when, when we need those energy moments, that's where he's good, but he has no touch around the rim. He only scores when it's wide open, and he rebounds when he feels like it. Like, the <laughs> yeah. good, good Vanderbilt would have been in there with Kessler getting rebounds, but he only he only has glimpses of times when he's aggressive like that. That's why when the commentators talk about his motor, I'm like, where? Yeah, it's, it's not yeah, that, motor, that motor has been going since the, since the first third of the season. <laughs> yeah, since the fifth game. Right. No, Calvin, I'm glad that you're here because – you are able to articulate exactly how I'm feeling. All I usually say is because I usually don't want to talk about him that much is I just don't want to see him play anymore. <laughs> I mean, like this lineup was the first day I finally been, I, I, I think, I think we even talk about that from like game, like five, we wanted to see Kessler starting. And I know I haven't been on here in a while, but this starting lineup, and today was the first day we got an actual good glimpse of it. Oh, no, you no, you didn't see the last game? No, no, I mean, but I'm, I'm talking, he only played 15 minutes and they were short oh, yeah. first. Yeah, and we were calling for it, like, quarter, all season. Yeah. Where that first quarter, he, I mean, it was a real good glimpse of it. Yeah. And that, matter of fact, uh, Kelly Olenek had the best net rating of 22.9. I just want to throw that out there. I just... See, and I, 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 I almost felt like Kelly didn't get enough time tonight. Like, to, what, to, we're I think it's probably yeah, yeah. He only played 20 minutes, yeah. I think they're playing it safe. They don't want him to do too much. I don't right, because he only played 15 last game, so I think yeah. he's just moron, so. Yeah, and that no, makes sense. I mean, he, missed, he, missed, he probably missed, like, almost a, a month and a half. I don't I don't, I don't remember, but, like, he missed a long, a long break, so. Eight or nine games, yeah. Yep. Right. You you know what also is crazy to me is we've got two players that can contribute that didn't even play tonight and not and Taylor Horton Tucker. That, that's the second game in a row that they haven't played. That's why I don't think yeah. that even if they attempt to tank, I mean they have to trade like four or five players for this to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, because <laughs> this this is a this is a deep team, right? I just feel like there's a trade that needs to be had. To make a stronger seven man rotation in the playoff series, John seven Collins, to, you know, seven and nine man. Yeah, yeah, I really want the John Collins trade, but if not, if that can't happen, I really can't tell you who else or who else would I would really prefer to be on the team, given um, given the roster because I like Mike Conley staying around. I don't I don't have too much of a problem with JC, and he is the best shot creator on the team, so we have to take that into account. But then it's like after that, it's like throwing darts. It's like, okay, cool. Is 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 the starting lineup better with Kelly in it? I believe so. But then we have to look at the bench, and then you have Sexton, and then you have um, Vando, eh, whatever. But we have Sexton, you got Vando. You have um, 
Beasley, you have um Rudy Gay, Osha. Uh, we have a lot. We have a lot going on. So there's a trade to be had. I don't know exactly what position. Well, just besides the four, but reported today that uh, John Collins asking prices to come down. I don't know. Like he, obviously, there's smoking, smoking mirrors. And well, and and like he's worth it for what they ask for. Right. I mean, yeah. right. I mean, Danny Ains going and asking for an extra pick. I mean, you're just talking about Beasley and Vanderbilt, two of our. If you if you're an advanced stat guy or a person, they're the two worst impact players. I get it. Yep. Beasley loves three pointers. Like for Collins, he, he, who is John Collins is is, is both oh, of them and, and, and both of their impact into one. And he can block shots. That person that we're looking, right? You know, to he he does everything. He steals. He's high efficient. He doesn't take bad shots. He's not a bad decision maker. Yeah, and I haven't totally got to John watch from weak side blocking shots. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, say that again, Dallin. No, I, I can totally see John Collins, like, you know how we were saying, like, we need another shot blocker. That I yeah. think Armani was saying that earlier. Um, uh, Walker Kessler, I could see, you know, Kessler being the main shot blocker, but John Collins coming weak side like AK used to do. Yeah, blocking shots. Oh, if we had AK on this team, man. Yeah, because I believe John Collins. <laughs> if I if I'm correct, I believe John Collins averaged like 1.2, 1.3 blocks per game yep. as a weak side defender yeah. with um with Clint Capella with, with Clint Capella. Well, so and he, he's used to this type of role. And he, and if we was to get rid of Beasley and get rid of um Vandal for him, so we for one there will be more minutes open up for other players. And well, then there will be a little bit more shots because he doesn't really need, need many shots to actually be effective in the game. Maybe who, we just ask would, him to not board the plane when he comes to Salt Lake on Friday. So. <laughs> who would have a better overall front court starting and Dude, back court? You've yeah. got Kessler, Laurie, Collins, and then Olenek? <laughs> well, and, yeah, and, and a, maybe just have nice. Olenek on, on the bench with, with, yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. with Clarkson right, 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 or something. Yeah, yeah. But watching Collins play the other night against Atlanta, it, it, it confirmed to me even more that he would be a great fit. Uh, most of the time they just sit him in the, in the corner, but he, he's really good at posting up um, on that low block and trying to get someone on his high side. And, and like they, they barely looked at him. Um, and, and I, Trey young didn't even play. So like he didn't get the ball that much. If Trey young plays, I don't think he gets the ball at all. Uh, well, if if we they do pick and choose trade. when they when they when they use him correctly because when he does get the ball in a low post he starts hitting fadeaways he starts giving hook shots and he starts getting a little bit high from the three point line it, it causes a lot of um chaos for the other team whenever John Collins actually gets the ball is the problem is with those two guards on the team yeah as much it's, as they get high assists it's not. The assist is not as functional as you would really like it to be, you know, for a team ball. Well, and he, 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 he did get the ball on the low post. He had a play against us where he kind of shimmied like he was going to spin quick to the baseline and didn't, and then zinged it across the entire court for a three-point shot. And it just, to me, confirms that, like, he's got moves in his bag if he wants to, but then he can also see the floor he adds length on the defensive end. Uh, I just think he's totally disengaged on the Atlanta Hawks right now. And yeah, he's only getting ten shots a game, and his I think his um career average is almost fourteen shots a game. Yeah. So if you just give him those three, three to four more shots, 
with this roster, especially when you get rid of if you get rid of Vando and you get rid of a, a Beasley, uh, him getting three more, you know, thirteen shots a game, I think he could average around seventeen. I almost don't want to talk about how good he is anymore, so that that uh, we don't jinx this this trade going through. <laughs> well, when we do trade for him, though, I I do want to say that I. I would hope that we hang on to Mike Conley then, because I think he's the perfect point guard to get facilitate. To I don't want a young point guard. I, want, I, I like yeah. a veteran point guard. I, I, I really like thought Mike had almost the perfect game tonight. Shot 62%. He went 0 for 3 from three-point line, but he only took three. Um, what was his other? Hang on, I got to go up a little bit on this. Uh, he had, where are you, Mike? Two blocks. I think they are crushing <laughs> Phoenix tonight, by the way. Atlanta. Who? Oh yeah, one twenty-two, one eighty-one right now. Um, but I, I just thought Mike had a perfect game, and when he plays with passion like he did tonight, and was more aggressive, that's the best Mike Conley because then he draws attention, is able to kick and get other people involved. So tonight, tonight was just an awesome night all around, uh, and made me more excited to see more of the th- these guys together and different lineups on what they can do because I don't think the Olenek, Markin, and Kessler lineup is playing enough minutes together. I don't care who the other two are with them, but I, I think there's something there. Um, so, oh, shoot. I was going to – I'm going to do the giveaway right now because – it's a perfect time. I'll let you guys kind of think. We're giving these Simone Fontecchio. Uh, if you're not subscribed on YouTube, uh, you've got till the end of the night, basically, to go subscribe to try and get one of these. I will ship these wherever. I know we've had people from Finland ask how to get in on these Lowry Marketing giveaways. Um, people in the Philippines, they're our number one viewers on YouTube. So I will ship these over there. Um, so here we go, man. Let's pull up this freaking wheel. And I've got you all entered. If you win one of these giveaways, um, I'm, I'm not going to take your name off. So you you can just win over and over and over if your luck's right. Um, so let's do this, dude. Let me turn up the volume because this thing has sound. Here we go! <laughs> Simone Fontecchio. Who's it going to? The winning dunk against the Golden State Warriors. Almost went to my wife. Ah, ah, Kevin? No? Who is it? It's pausing on me. Michelle Messiah. You are our first winner. Um, if you're watching this video, comment down below, I want my prize, and I will give it to you. If you don't comment down below, I want my prize, I'm going to just keep giving it away till someone says I want my prize. So we're going to do one more, and then I'll do one more at the end of the show. So here is for our second giveaway for the Simone Fontecchio poster. If you're on Twitter, you're just going to have to live through this right now. Or you could just go tune on on YouTube as well. Jeremy Davis, Jess, Justin Ford, maybe. Kelly. 
Justin Ford. Justin Ford's a good buddy of mine. We used to go play pickup ball. Um, played high school basketball with his older brother. So Justin, if you want your prize, comment down below. I want my prize, and I will get it to you. I'm I, I'm not sure if you're still in Utah. I think you might have moved with your wife and kid. But um, let's go over to our next caller, Dallin. You're in control of that because I am not even looking at it. So help me out, brother. Are you there? Is anybody there? Oh. Are you guys there? I think I lost connection. With yeah, you. I don't know what happened. Did you guys hear any of that? Yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard it. I heard it. Oh, that was weird. That okay. And um, we got another... I think it kicked us all out. We were having like connection issues. Yeah, that was weird because my even my wheel was going all wonky. But uh, the before we jump into that real quick, um, for some of these all star, we're, we're gonna have some pretty cool giveaways that I haven't mentioned yet. Um, the the key to entry on these ones, and I posted it on Twitter and in the Jazz group chat. You've got to go into or you've got to go buy a basketball podcast hoodie. And uh, I believe they're like 30 bucks, but that is your entry ticket into the um, all-star giveaway. Uh, might be tickets, might be signed jersey. Uh, I don't know. So you got to go buy one. <laughs> and if you just want to buy one anyways, uh, I just ordered mine tonight. They look like they're going to be pretty slick. Uh, so they are, if you, if you need the link, I will post it down below as well. But, um, the other big story tonight, I think, uh, is, well, I guess not a big story, but Larry Market and just, it's every night he's so efficient and he's becoming so consistent and it's almost like he scores 30 points a game and, it's not like a loud 30, but, um, what do you guys think as far as Larry? I know in the, in the, the, uh, private conversation today is, can he be a one? Can he be a three option? Can he play the three position or the four? Uh, wh what's your guys' take on Lowry? Anybody can go. I, um, is my mic on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can hear you. Oh, okay. No, um, I think you touched on it earlier, and I, we were, I was having a conversation with other people, and I know that this team doesn't have the experience of some of these teams, but when you go back, somebody posted something that you need a top 10 player to win. When the Spurs won last time, there wasn't a top 10 player on that team. I get it that Tim Duncan was great, but he was not a top 10 Far from top 15. 10. You said what? Far from top 10. Yeah, yeah. Player. And all of those players, again, they had experience, but they played as a team, as all Popovich teams play, and, of course, the Detroit Pistons. The last three years, I get it that they haven't won, but no top ten player from the losing team has made it. Versus previous years, it never happened. It was always a top ten player that led their team to the finals. Something's changing to where it's not a big three, it's a complete roster. And that complete roster just hasn't won yet, but three years in a row, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Miami, 
deep teams have made it to the finals when it wasn't happening. So is it is it the preferred way to get it? No, but can it happen? It looks like it's trending that way. So I'd rather have a fully built roster because these teams are so loaded. You've got three Hall of Famers sitting on the Lakers, and what is that doing? It's not doing anything. <laughs> so it's just like, I mean, not saying that they can't because they're playing better and they're figuring things out, but when you have, like our bench, our bench is amazing when we're healthy. This is this team that we saw today is the same team that started out this season. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's a good point. it makes you kind of look at it. Maybe we're still a piece or two away, but I don't think we need to have this one, two, three necessarily. No, I, I think no, we need we need good basketball players. That's all we need. That's yeah. literally that's literally what it is. You need good basketball players. You don't need it, it, the the notion of two all stars. Anybody could be a second all star. I'm not gonna say anybody, but you get what I'm saying. There's certain people who be, who've become all stars just off the strength of their team being a winning team, and maybe they average like 17, 18 points per game, but they're on a winning team, so they, so it counts as more effective. It does. It, you you just need a guy of. The conventional wisdom of of, of, of a championship team, you'll usually, you usually see somebody who's a, a very good scorer, and then you will see a defensive player of the year caliber type of player on that roster. And then the rest of the roster is usually balanced. You might have, you know, one more all-star caliber player, but a lot of those times, that all-star caliber player, it wasn't even an all-star, you know, like a, an, an all-star on conversation when he's on that championship team. Only with the Warriors have we, the Warriors and, and maybe Miami, like, the first, the first, like, against the Thunder, have we really seen that, where it was three All-Stars, three true All-Stars on the team, and, like, no, we, we don't see that too often. There's usually two two very strong All-Stars, and then, uh, I mean, you know, like, two very strong All-Stars, or a, a strong All-Star, and somebody who's, like, a defensive player of the year, All-Star conversation type of player. Well, and, and to Calvin's point, like, I think it's always been you need a solid roster to win a championship anyways. I mean, Tim Duncan had Manu Ginobili, uh, Tony Parker, Kawhi Leonard. Like, even the even the even when the uh, Warriors were so dominant, you got Draymond, you had Clay, you had Steph, uh, you had, um, I'm, I'm thinking, Iguodala. Uh, I mean, he, he, you just need good players but i think what the problem is is the way that the media pushes certain players because you know they they get so much attention lebron luca ja uh Jokic, right i i think that fans that you know general fans and and i guess not part-timers but just casual fans they go on they watch these players and all their highlights and the media pushes all that and so when a team does win a championship uh one player receives so many accolades and so much attention that it takes away from the team aspect and i think it's kind of ruining the game um because that that's where these conversations come in all the time of oh you have to have you need a better number one you need a number two but it's like who, who was number one, number two, and number three on Golden State when they won all those they championships? Not, they were not calling Steph a number one until they won that championship. Yeah, and, and he's he's all. he can be number one, but also Clay could be number one, and Draymond could do his thing, and Iguodala could have his night. So the point I'm making is, like, 
in the playoffs and you and getting to the finals. In the playoffs. Yeah, the other team's going to be so good, and, and if their coach makes the correct adjustments, you've got to have other players that can perform, and that's what championship teams are made of. We we didn't have that with the the last teams that we had in the in the past few years. Um, because Donovan wanted to do it all himself, and he, we're seeing it again in Cleveland with him and Garland. It's just it's not gonna work, and and you're seeing it in Dallas with Luca. Luca's exhausted, and you can tell he's trying to do it all by himself. And it's almost like once these players, you know, they're they're on top of the world, they're making all this money, and truly they are unstoppable one on one most of the time. But until they go through just trying to carry a team through the playoffs and trying to win a championship and being humbled a little bit, realizing they need other players. Like there's just a growth process. And, uh, I, I, there's some players that just like Harden. I don't, I don't know that Harden will ever get it. Um, I don't, I don't think Harden and Embiid are ever going to be able to reach that level because they're going to need one other person. I think they've lost like four games since November. I think that's a team that could beat Boston. Yeah. Philly is fire. I think think that's the one team in the East that can beat Boston. Yeah. Philly, Philly. And they, they have figured it out because I don't think a lot of people realize. I mean, I just, I, I, I live in New York. I just left Philly. Like, They've done this with like 50 games of their starters missing this this year. Like they have that record. Like they are they are playing really they are playing playing really play really well. Strong defense and it's and it's it's a, they play complete. They try to play as complete as basketball as you as you can ask for. And that's what you need. You you don't you you don't depend on one player to be the number one option. You want to you want a spread. You want to spread uh, uh, of an attack on your team. You don't. You want as many players who will be able to be shot makers. Don't have to be necessarily shot creators, but shot makers to be on the roster. You need about maybe like a good four completely good shot makers on the team. It doesn't need to be ISO. It doesn't. It just. It. it, it you get as many shot makers as you can. It doesn't matter the style of which they get. When do go get those buckets. You need those. And they have so many shot makers. They got Niang closing in games because his shooting has been so hot. I mean, Maxi Tobias. I mean, even when Harden was out, Milton was playing like a all-star. And I'm not even exaggerating. Like, 10 games, he was averaging like 20 and, and 5 and 8. Like, they, yep. they're ready. Yeah. Many, they're many ready. And James Harden has never had this much fun playing basketball. Watch him. Yep. He's never had this much fun. So totally off topic, uh, what Armani was just talking about of Steph. Uh, remember, the Warriors were kind of iffy on him his first few years because of his ankle issues. And remember when Darren requested a trade, we were, we were, I think Golden State and Brooklyn were like two of the final teams to land Darren. And we were going to trade Darren to Golden State for Steph Curry in that trade. And just imagine if the Jazz had gotten him. Holy smokes! But anyways, I was sorry. I was a huge Steph guy um, before, like before he actually blew up. My, I remember back back um when I was um I don't know what was I like early high school, and I was telling like my little cousins who were aspiring to play point guard, 
I was like, watch Steph, watch Steve Nash, watch like Darren Williams. And they was like, what do you mean Steph? I'm like, watch Steph. I'm like, Steph plays a, a very good brand of basketball and is developed into what, what it is today. I didn't think he was going to be like this because he was trying to play more of a traditional role of point guard. But th- now that we see, like, it's off-ball movement that that necessarily wins you more games. We, we, we don't see too many times where it's one guy just completely dominating the ball at all at all junctures. Anytime you see a dominant performance in the in the, in the finals, it usually comes off of a player who know who knows how to play for other people now. Right. Yep. Well I want to talk a little bit about this Lowry marketing dunk because it was pretty nasty. And as you guys know, I've been making edits on <laughs> all the people that Lowry has dunked on um over the the season. And sometimes I feel like, you know, a putback dunk or an alley-oop, I, I question if it's a poster dunk. And then the the picture got posted on, I believe, utahjazz.com or Utah Jazz's account. And uh, let me see if I can find it here on Twitter. Once I saw the picture, I just immediately said, yeah, that that's getting added to the Lowry uh, poster. It was yeah. Siakam. Uh, there it is if you're on YouTube. Uh, awesome, awesome picture, especially the balls like sitting there still in the net, not all the way through. Lowry is freaking cut, bro. And uh, every muscle in his bicep looks like it's flexed. And then you got Siakam just, you know, wishing that he would have touched that ball, but he, he missed it. <laughs> so uh, you'll see that added to the poster tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, you'll see it tomorrow. So here here on uh, the Twitter page, you've got Zion, Gobert's on there, Zubak, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Donovan, Booker, and uh, Siakam. You, uh, you have joined the company, and uh, I, I will tag you if you're watching this, so... That it Damn, I must have missed that dunk. What the hell was I doing? Yeah, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I, I, I think it was in the first half, I'm pretty sure. So, But anyway. Well, is, is there anything else we want to talk about, or should we end this? <laughs> um, so is, are the Jazz going to make any moves? Yeah. Uh, they have to, or, or they have to, or we're going to be, I mean, I, if I was in Danny Ainge's place, I, I feel like you see the writings on the wall. This team is not going to fall to a bottom six unless he's able to get rid of every veteran we have. I mean, that's just the reality. And when you're kind of faced with that, I kind of feel like you have no choice but to either... I mean, it makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. It makes sense to get better and go after that John Collins trade, in, in my opinion. Well, if the, jo- if the John Collins trade isn't available, what trade or what player would y'all be looking to get? Well, the, the other talks are Dorian Finney-Smith from Dallas. Terrible. I don't, see, the thing yeah, about it is John Collins uh, trade like is open. I, I wouldn't want Utah to make a trade unless it's a it's a home run, and for a Vanderbilt and a 
uh, event and especially I'm not I'm I think I'm probably one of the lone people. I don't I don't want Jordan Clarkson back. I, I don't. I'd rather see B oh, I'm, I'm old there with I yeah. or something. So I mean I'm just I that that's where I'm at. I mean I don't want to I don't want to be locked up in twenty twenty to twenty five million dollars for so, Jordan Clarkson. So would you do Jordan Clarkson for Dorian Finney Smith just straight across just hypothetically? I mean Dorian Finney-Smith is just like uh, I, I don't know who was saying it earlier. We don't need everybody to be able to shoot, but we do need defenders like him. I mean, look what he did to, to both Donovan and Mike in the playoffs last year. Right. Yep. Hell yes, I would take him for Jordan Clarkson because we have. I mean, I guess it just depends what what, what direction you go, but we're going to have the shooters there. I mean. Danny Ainge has the opportunity to draft plenty of those shooters, depending on... I mean, if you get John Collins, your front court is set. All you have to do is go get some some guards, draft some guards, and, and, it's, and, it, and it's loaded. I don't I don't know. I, John, I wouldn't trade just to trade, but John Collins for Beasley and Vanderbilt is a steal. Yeah. Calvin, we've missed you, bud. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that, that was... Spot on. I I think Dorian Finney-Smith gives you so many upgrades in different ways, and depending on what they're wanting, I think I could see Clarkson fitting in really well with with Dallas taking some of the load off of uh, Luca. But um, you know, even if they wanted like a, a Clarkson, Vanderbilt, Malik, and then maybe we get Dorian in a, a pick or something. I don't know, but uh, I think if a trade is going to go down. I think Danny is literally going to wait till the very last second uh, yeah. to get the best price possible. Yeah. And Dorian Smith is on a contract that Jordan Clarkson currently is on. so And I think he's on it for at least another two or three seasons. So Yeah, so that makes more sense because, you know, we don't sign Clarkson, we get nothing. If you get Dorian... Finney Smith, it gives you a couple years and and some more time to make a decision and make a move. Right, and he's good defensively, like yes. Dallas said. And he can hit, and he can hit the three. He's a he's a better, taller Royce O'Neal. That's what yeah, yep. I totally agree. Yep, one hundred percent. No, it would be interesting. That'd be cool if those two trades went down. If we got John Collins and Dory Finney Smith, I would say we're going to have close to have home court advantage probably so if if uh clarkson is traded there you know i think most of us kind of see the writing on the wall but i think a lot of jazz fans love him and would actually be upset that he's traded uh do you think that that is going to affect the team uh chemistry or like the the fandom or what does winning basically solve everything no, I mean, who who was everybody talking about when they came in? Uh, all these new players came in. They weren't talking about Jordan. They were talking about Mike. So I'm gonna roll with that. <laughs> yeah, like if if we get if we keep Mike and Rudy Gay to mentor these young guys and steer the stri- steer the ship, it's that's that's a pretty good combo of uh, veterans to steer steer us in the right direction. So. What about Malik Not Beasley? Mention, what would it do to the team? Because if you, if I mean, these are all players. They all, if they see Danny Ainge trade to get better, they know that he's backing support behind this team versus the other way around, trying to make their lives, 
you know, a little bit more difficult and miserable to go to work. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a bunch of different ways to look at it. But most of them guys, they just want to play ball. I don't – Jordan Clarkson is – he's fun. I mean, obviously excited, and I get that. But when he plays a lot of hero ball. <laughs> I don't like Jordan him very much. Crazy tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy, like three possessions in a row. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, it just yeah, it irritates me. I mean, it irritated me before I even came. So, yeah. <laughs> to Utah. So, <laughs> well, going around the association tonight, uh, Philadelphia beats Orlando pretty handily. Uh, well, by eleven, I'm guessing it was handily. Portland just beat Memphis. Uh, Memphis is in the second spot, but it kind of feels like they're struggling. Uh, you've seen. Um, New yeah, Orleans. New Orleans was at the top of the West. Yeah, you've seen New Orleans now. just plummet. Uh, that Portland game, though, that Portland game, Nurkic was down in the first two minutes, oh, and really? and Jeremy Grant went out before halftime. Oh, yeah. Damian yeah. Lillard did that all by himself. Tonight? Yeah, I was watching wow. that game before yeah. the Jazz game. That was Dame. Dame. Yeah, Grant, Grant went out with concussion, Mike Simpson, so... I can't help but think Dame eventually coming here in a trade. Um, I wish. That would be I insane. Wish. Yeah. God, if we could get him and well, think it, thinking in, in, in let's say like I don't know three, four, five years, and he still hasn't done anything in the playoffs with the, the Blazers, and we've rebuilt, and we're just like that one point guard away, and he's basically like the Mike Conley was of a few years ago and we we take a shot on him I mean it would be it'd almost be too perfect of a story because he played at Weber State too and then the Jazz you know made it back to the finals it it would be insane but I would love that win a championship Utah's first championship with him that'd be be crazy (laughs) like who doesn't like him like and he made a he made a full court heave that missed the buzzer by like a half a second he's like he's just (laughs) and 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 even people say like oh he's old or whatever the dude can shoot from the logo he doesn't need to be anything but yeah he's so smart and just moves at his own pace that it's like conley right those guys can play forever because they they don't rely on their bodily their body as heavily as other players in order to make plays well they stay in good shape i mean those guys are in insanely good shape um so back back to scores boston just kills brooklyn i think brook didn't brooklyn beat them the other night i think like 10 in a row I think they, yeah, I think uh, Boston's got their number. Yes. Uh, Houston beats Oklahoma City. Minnesota wins again. Or, sorry, not again, but. uh, Yeah, yeah, again. In uh, Golden State. And we play them in two games. Sacramento wins again, man. What is what is in the water in Sacramento? Is it just the light, the beam that that has that team going? That's all their motivation right there is light, the beam. Yeah. Did anybody uh, has anybody watched Arvidas Sabonis back in when he was in Portland? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh. Where his son plays just like he does. Yeah, and does the thing about yeah. Arvidas is he didn't come to the NBA to like the end of his career. He he would have been so dominant. Uh, I I feel like Demonis. Uh, has more handles than Arvidas did, but oh, definitely, yeah, because Arvidas yeah. was super tall, like, right? 
Probably yeah, that'd be hard for him to dribble yeah. out of honest us. <laughs> but it, the, yeah. the, the way it looks like like he toys, like not quite like Jokic, but as far as like when he's he's a lot like the top Jokic, of the key. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, he's very underrated. So they got us they, they they did their homework on that trade, man. <sighs> Who won this Atlanta uh Phoenix game? Atlanta? Oh, that crushed Yeah, it was, I think they were up by forty when I started watching. I was like, "Damn, what is what is going on in Phoenix? What do they need to do?" Because like, they... uh, Devin Booker didn't play tonight. Okay, but I mean, yeah. still, like, they're they're not even contenders in my mind. No, they're not. I think um, I have uh, some really good uh, Phoenix Suns uh, friends that I went to high school with, and they they know some people. They 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 think Monty is the problem. Really? Yeah. He's too stubborn he with yeah. you know with his dealings with uh, Aiden and stuff like that. They think he he's he's the problem. Huh. Uh, That'd be the last person I guess is the, the problem would be, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he got, probably on the hot seat. I mean, he's yeah. got had a problem with you know. I I guess when you look at I mean Aiden is is always that issue, and then you know the issue with Crowder. Or when Crowder came off the bench in Utah, didn't, no, no, actually, no. didn't Monty have issues with AD in New Orleans? With who? With AD in New Orleans when they were when he was Anthony in New Orleans. Oh, I think so. Interesting. Yeah, hmm. just just similar aspects there to me with Aiden and AD. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. See, I always thought that. He, that Monty was more of like a, a player's coach, so that's interesting to hear. Um, yeah, I think he's kind of a hard ass. Hmm. Well, and the whole Jay Crowder situation is just mind-boggling to me that he hasn't played a game and they haven't moved him. Like, that's that. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't been. Moved. If he's not traded, or like he's got to be right. He 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 met with the Bucks. I I did see that. So he's got to be traded, man. He's he's too valuable for a team. To just sit there all year long. Yeah, I don't know. Do they negotiate a buyout? I don't know. Even Aiden, like Aiden, Aiden, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like you, there's got to be something wrong. I mean, even it was it was the playoffs last year. He took Aiden out in like the whole fourth quarter, or only played like 15 minutes. There's something, something there, some pettiness, kind of like, I, I yeah. Don't know. Yeah, Monty wanted AD to be a five, and uh, AD did, was like, I'm play four. Yeah, AD, oh, I, I can't stand AD, man. He, he, they they <laughs> would be so dominant in LA. He's a good if, player, but he just yeah. But if he, if he was like mentally tough at all, they could just be right. dominating in LA. Yep. I think, uh, I think I think LA going to make the playoffs. I, I think they, they will, especially yeah. if Anthony, if Anthony Davis stays healthy, they're going to make it. Yeah, but my money is on Anthony Davis not staying healthy. So <laughs> I'm not going to bet against that. All right, well, uh, we, we're going pretty long. I'm going to end this one. I, I I like ending the show on Tankathon.com just to kind of see where we're at and let's do you know, what we might have. So after tonight's standing, uh, the Jazz have the 14th pick, and uh, ironically enough, that is our own pick. <laughs> it's not Minnesota's, it's not Brooklyn's, it's not Philadelphia's, it's ours. Uh, the Minnesota pick, we're landing at 18th, and then um, 
where's the next oh the philadelphia pick were at 27 so i'm gonna do this this mock draft again uh because it was kind of fun last time seeing who we might get and and uh just salivating over the utah jazz's future a little bit more as if there wasn't enough to be excited about okay so at 14th we get anthony black again we got him last time uh there might be our, our future point guard. Uh, definitely a uh, facilitator. I, I know the knock on him is his shooting, but I've seen him hit shots, so makes me wonder if good old Hornacek can get in there and teach him a thing or two. I don't even know who the shooting coach is. I think Jeff Hornacek's more on the, the front office because he was sitting next to Fizdell tonight and Justin Zanuck. Somebody on Twitter posted... Um, the guy sitting next to Justin Zanuck tonight that the front office kept coming up to him, it made me want to think that it was someone um, from the opposing team. And and is there a trade going down possibly between the two of us? If it was Toronto, I mean, there's a few players on their team I like. You want to know what? I, I, I would love Gary Trent Jr., I'm, yeah, I mean, he's a hell of a defender. I would trade him for JC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they get they get off that contract because it looks like Toronto's going to want to make some moves. Yeah, it was an interesting tweet. I, I I thought, you know, I know Toronto's wanting to make moves. Even Siakam, man, what if you got Siakam instead of Collins? I mean, I like him as a the one next to Lowry. I, mean, I think you're going to have to give up Lowry. draft picks to Toronto, though. Yeah. You have to give up Lowry. Actually, I don't know about Siakam. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to budge on Siakam for anything outside of Lowry. I, 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 that's still a like trade that though. I would work on, though. I would not. Well, and it may be Danny. It may be Danny just pulling one of those cards, trying to get Collins for a lower. You know, hey, we've got a chance on Siakam. We're going to take that trade instead of the John Collins trade. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you never know with Danny, man. <laughs> He's like, we just need you, you guys to know. come sit by our front office and make it look like a deal's going down on TV. <laughs> did they say that was a Siakam trade? Siakam might be on his way to Phoenix. Yeah, I've seen that. They said there was a trade that he did literally 10 minutes before the trade deadline. So, like, expect, since he's expected probably being the more aggressive, that he's going to be a last minute. See, I I don't even think, I think that it comes across that Danny's aggressive, but I just think he's extremely, uh, uh, way more patient than the rest of the front offices. He just sits and waits and waits and waits. And he's not in any – he doesn't feel any pressure to do anything. And I think that is why he comes off aggressive because he's able to get what he wants because these other oh, guys are freaking out. The front offices. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the perfect GM for this state because he's a shrewd individual. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> All right, let's get back to this tankathon. Our next pick at 18, uh, again – Terquavion Smith, shooting guard from North Carolina State, a 6'3". See, we disagreed on this last time, though. Like, if we're going to take Anthony Black, we're not going to take another small guard. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess my, my big thing would be is to draft a few of these guys that 
are comfortable with the ball in their hands and see which one develops into more of a true threat. And then our last one, ooh, this is the one I really like. At 27, we get Marcus Sasser from Houston. I'm all about it. See, you're not going to take a, a Marcus Sasser, Sasser, a 6'2 guy, and Terquavion Smith at 18, a 6'3, and then have another like so but see like if you're gonna if you're gonna get anthony black and then you want to take a swing at another guard i think marcus sasser would be the way to go but i know you guys just say that he's another colin sexton yeah i was gonna say if you if you're gonna get marcus sasser might as well just trade colin sexton because that's basically who he is i'd be cheaper (laughs) yeah i'm i'm game for that (laughs) but i do like the way colin's developing though so well, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to get off this one. If you want something on tonight's uh, show, you have to comment on YouTube. Uh, I want my prize. If you want future prizes, I'm going to try and do uh, a giveaway on every single show. I've got, let me just show you guys what I've got back here. I've kind of got stuff racked up because my wife gets it from the arena. We've got these Jordan Clarkson posters of his dunk on Westbrook and uh, LeBron, which may be one of my favorite posters posters because of the way that Westbrook is looking at LeBron like, bro, why didn't you try and block it? Um, and, and then we've got don't, don't let me be don't let me be the only one that buys another basketball sweater. So. I, yeah, I don't hey, win if Dallin is the only swag, one that ja- yeah. buys a basketball sweater, he's gonna be getting some swag. I've got yeah. four of these, four of these Lowry Markinen finisher posters. Uh, him holding the rim with the ice. My wife was yeah, able to hook that. these up. These were, I guess, pretty hot commodity. Um, so I know that there's a guy that's been p- commenting that uh, his daughter wants a signed Lowry. Um, uh, a Chance Herzog, I believe, is who it is. So. Chance, if you want to, if you want a chance, chance at this uh, signed Lowry one, you really gotta go buy a hoodie, to be honest, because or a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah I mean, you just gotta buy some basketball apparel. Bucks, There's yeah. some different stuff on there on that uh, group. I don't know, check out area. Or repost it. Yeah. Yeah, but here it is, man. It's got it's got a certificate as well, so it is a legitimate signature, but uh. Drop I'm, it in your comments on the YouTube as well. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of having a hard time parting with this. That's the thing is like, I want to keep it for myself, but I'm trying to grow the show as well. So people people get psyched about giveaways, um, and hopefully my wife works at the arena and um, gets discounts on the gear. So we'll probably be giving gear away. Maybe tickets if I can pull through on those. And uh, so, anyways, just just go buy a freaking hoodie. Go buy a cool hoodie. Get entered into this uh, these drawings, and you've got a pretty good chance because as of now, you, you've got a one in thirty chance of winning. We, we've got like thirty people on the wheel right now. So uh, appreciate you guys for jumping on Twitter and uh, participating. The show honestly would be nothing if I just sat here and talked the whole time it get pretty boring to just keep coming back to the same voice and same opinion over and over. So I love when we disagree, and uh, I love when we agree as well. 
Um, so yeah, go go subscribe, and we will catch you guys on. I always forget what nights the next games are. When's the next Je one? Jazz fans must have some Friday, I think, uh, beautiful voices because we got some sexy voices on here. Sexy. And uh, I'm calling out Kevin Berardi. You haven't been here for a couple weeks. What the hell what are the you heck, doing? Tank? No. Come on, Tank. No. Colin. Colin. Because we're winning. Is that why? What? I said, is, is it just because we're winning? Is that why? I think he's he knows just. I'm waiting for him. I think he's honestly yeah. stressed about the the trade deadline. <laughs> I have one question I want to propose to you guys. I want to. I want you to. Do you think Laurie Marketing is going to beat Mike Conley or not Mike Conley Malik Beasley to that three point most?